Hey, D. I just got done hearing your uh, your uh, talk with uh, with what's his face, the, the tattoo guy, and uh, I'm down to get a Garfield tattoo. All right, bye. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Get down on your knees and kiss this man's feet. I'm Lance Wackerly. If I was that dude, I'd be dreaming of boobs. We're going to stay here all night if we have to, so let's get started. Uh, can I go when this starts to suck? Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly over here. Wacker, uh, you seem to be dealing well with the news that's been circulating around the internet. Uh, what? I can't even keep track of all the news. Jay-Z getting punched? Yeah, the, the Solange elevator gate. I figured you'd be all the over Lange. that. Like, what, what, is, what is your take on that? Like, do you care about that at all? Like, where where is it on I the wackily really radar with <laughs> I'm news? I'm not really into Jay-Z and Beyonce. I mean, I know they're superstars, but... And See, I'm not against superstars. I'm not saying I'm too hip to be into them. I just... I'm not that into them. I'm just surprised. I mean, Jay I, I do. I think, her sister's nu- I think her sister's nuts. Okay, who do you find more attractive? Bay or Solange? Solange? I, she wasn't on my radar, but she is pretty cute. Even I, wanna, I never I, paid attention. I want to call her lozenge. So I, know. I was just about to say that. It makes me feel like I have a sore throat. Every time I read Solange. that, when I say it, solange, I just think lozenge. So let's just say lozenge. It's easier. Lozenge. It's like uh, when uh, Jodie Foster comes back from the woods and she grew up in the woods raised by animals. She doesn't know how to talk. She's like a wildling. <laughs> and they're teaching her to talk. She's feral. She'd be, like, you'd be like, here, what's her name in that? Lil or something like that? This is a lozenge. So long. <laughs> Ting tong, bing bong. You know what I remember find the movie? funniest? What was that movie called? <laughs> I remember. I, th- I think the know. funniest thing about that uh, J-Bay Gate or whatever, whatever they're calling it, is they, they're, they're, pr- they're printing articles right now about the guy, the guy that actually sold the video to TMZ. He got canned. I mean, he got canned from the luxury hotel, The Standard. Which isn't a luxury hotel. It's an expensive hotel. It's not a luxury hotel. Seems like it's a luxury. It's Was not it in a, L.A. or New York? There's there's standards in L.A. There's standards in New York. It's a nice mm. hotel. I don't I don't think it's a luxury hotel. It's not like a hotel W is nice in the standard. Well, what are the really nice ones in? Uh, I don't know. In like New this, York, like the, the ones where the no, like the ones even the really really like the ones where that uh, children's book with the little girl who lives in it. It's right off Park. The park, Central Park. I don't know either. Is this like, like one of your masturbation fantasies? <sighs> yes. <laughs> I think the funny thing about it is that Jay-Z's 44 years old. You know? He's like, what? I don't need to deal with this shit. I'm fucking rich as fuck. You gotta be and kidding I'm 44. Me. He's older than 44. I read somewhere that he was 44. Shut if he's up. older, it just proves my point even more. I know, but I mean, it makes me feel bad. That guy's 44 years old. He's only like five years older than us. Yeah. God. What, did you think you were even, like, 
infinitesimally amount as successful as him? No, none of no, But what I'm saying is, like, once I get to be Jay Z's age, I, I, mean, I just, just figured as successful he was like 50 or something. Like, like Dr. Dre is 50 something, and he's it's a billionaire. A but I figured Jay Z would be like, I don't know, late 40s. I don't think he's 44. I mean, who cares? Two more years, he'll be in his late 40s. I'm just saying he's too old to have to be to to have deal to be with dealing. This? He's too old and too rich to have to deal with like crazy fucking cracked out sister in law. It makes sense. I mean, it makes sense because the guy obviously is fucking probably other I don't know, any chick he wants. Well, he wanted to. What I read is he wanted to go to the. See, I pretended like I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, I knew you. I <clears> knew <throat> you were following this. But, uh, the story is that somehow she found out he was trying, and it probably isn't even true, but she thought that he was trying to go to Rihanna's party by himself without Bay. Do you wish you could go to Rihanna's party? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Don't you? <laughs> that would be great. I wish. I'd give out sick and wrong t shirts. Oh, it would just be amazing if you're just wearing your Quado t shirt, stained, just sitting there in the side. All, those, all the famous people would think that you were like, super famous they're like i don't even know who that guy is oh that's that's how big he is he doesn't you don't even know he's fuck. so like he's up and coming he does he's not like give fucking a next shit. level shit he doesn't wear a tuxedo he doesn't wear armani suits he just wears a what is that a, a garbage pail kid <laughs> no <laughs> it's a shirt promoting my own podcast <laughs> don't you have a t-shirt that you're wearing rihanna that's like your own album cover <laughs> I would just what what I what I would find funny about that is just the the fact that in in all the paparazzi photos there's just this nerdy white guy mm-hmm. drinking a beer in the background. Would you be photobombing or would you just kind of just just be aloof, the mysterious loner? I mean, if I'm gonna be there, I'm not gonna be aloof. That's retarded. You're gonna mingle. Yeah, you gotta be photobombing and like mingling, or else why even be there? You know, Jay Z. He probably how many girls do you think he's banging? I don't know. He's forty four, and he and his wife's Beyonce. Think about it this way, though. Jay Z had many years without any bitches. Look at that man. He is hideous. He's an ugly man. He's uglier he's than an ugly dude. <laughs> he is uglier if you, than if you and I had some kind of weird, retarded, deformed baby. Could you imagine what Who's that was carrying like? this baby to term? Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. If if we did, if somehow we both. I don't know, inserted our our semen into Precious, okay. and she I had a kid, it. it still wouldn't be uglier than Jay-Z. Like, Jay-Z's a hideous guy. It would be close, though, but yeah, he's very ugly. It, it would be really, it would be close, but he, it wouldn't be uglier than Jay-Z, and that's the thing. I bet you Jay-Z, up until the point, I don't know, until 1994, 95, when he released Reasonable Doubt, his first successful album, that dude got no ass. Maybe a little bit. Do you think that he's the type of person who, as he's getting older, though, it, like his weird face looks better as an older man? Like, um, <laughs> like maybe Scatman Crothers sort of going, or is he just Scatman Crothers way more attractive than uh, Jay Z? You're probably right there. Jay Z looks like some kind of something out of like Lord of the Rings, like something like like Saruman created. Like he's just a hideous looking guy. He's a hideous looking creature, and you know he didn't get any ass. Now he can get any ass he wants. Beyonce, one of the hottest. Ass. I don't think he did back the in the eighties. The scraps, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I mean, maybe every now and then he'd hang out with Biggie, and Biggie'd be like, "Yeah, I'm too tired to fuck this one. You can have her, Jay. You can fuck one of my folds. I'm going to take a nap." <laughs> that would be. But what I find funny about this whole thing is the security guard or whoever it was that sold the tape to TMZ. Um, they're, they're publishing articles that the luxury hotel fired him 
You don't know how much money he made off of that fucking video? Do you know? Yeah. It's like uh, $400,000. Uh, how many fingers do you think he's given the, uh, the standard hotel? I would give up my shitty security guard job. I mean, think what Martin got out of it. <laughs> Some backlog of fucking podcast material. I would have sold. How, I mean, would you have any remorse about selling that video? No. I would have just been like, cha-ching, I'm calling like every single outlet. I'm starting a bidding war. Yeah, the key is you want to parlay it into some bigger f- type of fame. I mean, Why? the 400K I mean, is nice, but if you could become like the the main like, uh, commentator, like Perez on it and, Hilton or something, you he, he, I mean, he has to put too much work into it. I don't want to run a blog or anything, uh, but something like that. Just become a media personality yourself at- and attach yourself to the video and sort of ride the fame train. I make furtive elevator videos of celebrities. Right. That's and, what you, you should, know, should then, be elevator guy. Yeah, or then you become like you're not going to get any more furtive elevator videos because you're blackballed from the security card. Who job. knows with that four hundred grand? But you could be the guy who goes on like uh, you know True TV, and anytime somebody else gets a furtive video, like you have to comment on it and how you think they got it and what the video shows. And then he could be, he could make the like do the comedy rounds, like sure. reenacting lozenge attacking Jay Z. Yeah. You could, you could go, probably do like, that. Show but people's bar mitzvahs. I figured you'd be all over that story. It is news, but we're not talking about news. Yeah. So do you think Jay-Z has a driverless car? Like one with an extraordinary stereo. Like the most amazing stereo Jay-Z you've ever Z heard. Jay-Z gets. And spinning rims. Let me ask you this. Do you think Jay-Z even knows how to drive? I guess he talks about driving in that one uh, song where he gets pulled over, right? Well, he's from New York. He probably has never had to have a driver's license. Yeah, well, that's kind of what I'm saying. And then, and now he's wealthy. He has a he, limo. He still lives in New York, and he has a limo. I, I bet you he doesn't. He does sing in that song about getting pulled over by the cops, right? Though. Oh yeah, he does have a. But what's what's more? Pimp? But I bet you he hasn't driven in five years. But what's more pimp than having a driverless car? A limo driver. You think so? Yeah, drive Miss Daisy. Miss Daisy was pimp. I guess that was that was pretty pimp. She's pretty pimp. <laughs> I, I, if I was a rapper, though. I think I would want a driverless car. I would outfit that thing, spinning rims. Driverless Prius. I could deal with that. See, that's why you're not a rapper. (laughs) (laughs) Are there any rappers that – maybe MC Chris. He probably uh, drives a Prius. When he's not crying on YouTube. Yeah, I, I did see that. But that's let's talk video. about re- let's talk about real hip hop stars here. If we're gonna have this conversation, we're not <laughs> we're not talking about Macklemore. I'm just saying, who do you think out of any hip hop star would drive a Prius? I think it would be MC Chris, the guy who cries oh, on right. YouTube. Yeah, I, I don't think Jay Z is driving a Prius, but I but could, I could see Snoop Dogg having a driverless, you know, like one of those cars that with the hydraulics. And so we, you're saying like a driverless car that also has hydraulic shocks. That would be pretty slick. That'd be I would want slick. to be able to turn the, the hydraulic shocks on from my, you know, from the back seat. Because I don't think why would the driverless car care? Maybe, but you know what you could probably do is yell commands to it. Like, did you see uh, oh, voice commands? That'd yeah. Did you pain. watch? Uh, you watch Silicon Valley, right? Yeah. Great show. It is great. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it actually. I can't keep anybody's. The only person I only know one guy's name, and that's because I knew a guy with the same name in college, Ehrlich. Ehrlich. Or like Bachman, yeah. I love his. Uh, I love his uh, his company, Aviato. 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 
But uh, I like uh, Dinesh, uh, Kumail Ninjani. Used to, I used to see that guy do stand-up all the time around here. Funny guy. The Indian guy. Yeah. The Pakistani well, yeah, I, I got that. <laughs> not, not, not the other nerdy white guys. But so in, in the most recent episode, one of the guys got into a driverless car. And the car just seemed to – I mean, at first it, it listened to his commands, and then it just overrode his commands. And he was powerless in the backseat. Powerless stop to it. escape. It kind of got a panic attack. Well, he I got would trapped too. in the shipping container. No, I did. <laughs> Watching it. Oh, did, when he was trapped in the shipping container and couldn't get out. Like well, That's you, almost a death sentence. Yeah. I mean, the car drove into the shipping container, and next thing you know, he's on a boat being shipped somewhere. Yeah. But uh, driverless cars were in the news recently, and that's kind of the purpose of this long-winded segue that started out with J-Bay. We're not talking about segues. We're talking about driverless cars. I know, but I'm, I'm just saying the purpose of oh, this, segue. this segue. The original meaning of a segue. Yeah, that actual, not, a, not that kind of segue. Well, the, okay, what's worse? The, old, the segue was the old uh, thing that was going to transform transportation on Earth. No, now it's going to be driverless segues. cars. Yeah. Well, so driverless cars are moving from the closed-off highways to the city streets. They've become more popular. Within 10 years... I think we're going to see them. I think we're going to have driverless taxis. I need it earlier than that. So when my parents become like uh, demented, Feeble. yeah, I can literally take their car, you know, their license away and just be like, no, look, I have this driverless, cheapest driverless car I can afford. And just fucking ride to the store in that. But it's, it's inevitable that these are going to be adopted, though, even in small towns. Yeah. I think it's going to replace taxis. It's just be these, this parade of driverless vehicles are just going to go around you probably use your cell phone and you uh you 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 text it and next thing you know it just goes and picks you up yeah and then you get in the back and then you, you drive away but anyway there's a recent article that came out of wired and uh about a discussion among technophiles who are uh, speculating here in the future when uh driverless cars are adopted by everybody they're the standard no one's driving cars anymore do you think the driverless cars will choose to kill their occupants in the event of an accident. It's a thought experiment here. What, like uh, maximum overdrive? No, I mean, it's not going to be a nefarious vehicle. It's not going to be like uh, Christine. Why would it choose to kill its occupant then? Well, this is, okay. So let's give me this decision here. Completely arbitrary. The car is faced with a terrible decision to crash into one of two objects. It could swerve to the left and hit a Volvo. SUV, or it could swerve to the right and hit a Mini Cooper. If you're programming that car to minimize harm to others, where would you instruct it to go? Uh, I, I have no idea. <laughs> Towards the smaller object, I guess. Would you rather have the car swerve? Like, let's say the car, you know, hits a, a, a an ice patch. But yet it can still kind of move, but it's it's going so this fast. Is a very convoluted story. Well, okay. Let, let's say the car is losing control. It either could swerve into a uh, a bus full of school children or a tree on the side of the road. Um, I I think it's funny that they think that the the car, the driverless car can tell the difference between a tree and a bus. Like it, in a it, they have it, it can. Uh, they, I mean, they have sensors. They can sense the road. It senses objects. <laughs> We could sense a bus versus, and plus, this is we're talking technology ten years, ten years from now, twenty years from now. It'd probably go for the tree. We'd probably have cameras, but it'll be. But if you, if it's your car and you programmed it, do you want it to go for the tree rather than a bus? 
Is my my choice is to hit a bus or a tree? I have yeah. no idea. A I mean, tree, no, I guess. Well, I guess it depends on a head-on a bus. bus versus yeah. a head-on tree. Okay, right. then what would you rather hit then? The Volvo or the Mini Cooper? Is one coming at me and one go, is going away? I mean, there's a lot of variables here. The, they're, they're both coming at me. They're both coming at you. Uh, a Volvo or a Mini Cooper? The Mini Cooper, I guess. Okay, but but if you think about it, as a matter of physics, you probably want to collide with a heavier vehicle because it would absorb the impact of the crash. As opposed to the Mini Cooper, who you definitely would kill its driver. Uh, Which is, so it would be an unethical decision there, Wackily. If I hit the Mini Cooper? Yeah, because now you're going for the smaller car, you're going to maximize damage. Don't you want to minimize the damage? Uh, yes. You want to minimize the damage. So go for the Volvo that could withstand the impact of a hit. Aren't two heavier cars going to create more damage than uh, two lighter objects? I just think a heavier car hitting a lighter car, <clears throat> the lighter cars, I mean, that car's going to be destroyed. I think, uh, I think the Volvo has a better chance. And who, I mean, you're, let's say let's you're say, driving. Let's say you're in a ping pong ball and you're flying along and you're going to swerve into a bowling ball or another ping pong ball. Wouldn't you pick the ping pong ball and everything would be fine? That doesn't apply to a, a speeding vehicle. It's Why much not? heavier. Because the damage that the, the ball would withstand doesn't even compare to the damage no, I'm that two really vehicles fast would withstand. ping pong balls. Yeah, they'll bounce off each other. If, if, if like, a, okay, let's say you're in an egg. Think of a ping pong ball. Well, you're still going to sma- sma- smash regardless, though. You're, but you're in an egg and you're heading for a ping pong ball, or you know, sorry, no ping pong ball. You're in an egg. You're in your egg car because you're Mork from the planet fucking Orc, <laughs> and you're flying towards something, and you can either hit a bowling ball or another smaller egg, like a quail egg. Well, that's the thing. You're you're going to destroy the, you egg, the quail too. egg. You're going to destroy that egg. You're, and but you're going to get yourself. your egg is going to get destroyed either way, and maybe even worse on the bowling ball because the bowling ball is not going to. Yeah, but the bowling ball is not going to withstand any damage. So that Volvo is probably not going to withstand. I mean, it will withstand some damage, but the driver will probably survive because it has a a, a a frame that's just built for that type of impact. Whereas your car is going to destroy that Mini Cooper. So maybe what am I? Am I not in an egg? You're and like I, an am SUV. I in a bowling ball myself? Yeah, I'm in a bowling ball, and I can you either hit another bowling, bowling ball. ball or an egg. Yeah. I guess I would hit the egg. Isn't that what I said? Didn't well, I say the Mini Cooper? You said the Mini Cooper. That means you're going to destroy the Mini that, So that means you're, you, you're a selfish driver. You're a selfish owner of a driverless vehicle. Okay. Because it, it, it turns into, if you think about it, it turns into an ethical dilemma here. Because well, what do you want to do? Do you want to minimize the damage to yourself or minimize the damage to others? You know, I, I just I still think it's funny that people think that the car is thinking like a human. I mean, it has algorithms about if this happens, try to like approximate this trajectory away from everything else. Well, it's not like hit the hit the egg or the bowling ball. Whoa! What should I, and the programmer's like? I guess I pick bowling ball. That's not how that's not how computers and control systems work. How do you know though? In the in the future, I mean, you might be able to have to program like a hell. car with this type of thing. Just we're going to program you to have the most minimal amount of damage. Yeah, that's definitely what it will do to create the most minimal amount of damage. But this whole situation where it's like, 
I'm going to create the most minimal amount of damage to me, even if it means maximum amount of damage to everything else. Like, that's not how computers and control systems work. I, I just think, I mean... You can't, you can't, like, anticipate that and program it in with an algorithm. Well, it, it probably you could program it to... Because uh, right now, I mean, the military uses target algorithms, which it can collide with a particular kind of object over another. I mean, that's what they, they, they you know, well, no, it's going for it. It's that. going for a particular object. That's a simpler thing to do. But it, it would collide. It, 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 it's programmed to collide with this type of object. No, so think, a, not, the, not this type, a specific object. They so don't you, fire a rocket and say like, well, find a terrorist and hit that. <laughs> Which one? I don't know. There's tons of them. It's a fucking Middle East. Just go into fly into the town. And when you see a terrorist, hit it. Well, what if the there's internet. two terrorists? We'll find the one with the biggest beard. Like people, that's not how computers work. People love thought experiments, and so on the internet, you know, everybody's yes, freaking out about this because they, they, they feel like that a uh, shit story. You know, ethically, you should program the car into whatever can best survive a collision and not be thinking about yourself. It should be a selfless choice if you're driving one of these cars. It should have the best chance of surviving the largest possible range of situations well that's how you program a computer but not all situations are unavoidable i mean think of it, a deer might dart out in front of you right a human's going to swerve because due to instinct which is probably but the worst a, but a thing robot to do. car but a robot car has like you know several different it has calculations it can make to sense the danger in the deer situation i think the best thing you can do is just plow right into the deer would it choose to do that? Because I think more humans kill themselves by swerving, and then it's icy because deer are out in the wintertime, and then they, like, run into a tree, like you said, or a ditch where, you know, if they just plowed into the thing, then, you know, dinner. Well, I just wonder if it would make a split-second choice to uh, minimize harm or to optimize, you know, crash optimization. Find out which one, you know, would the deer destroy the car versus the potential chance of you sliding off the road and hitting a tree. I think the chance of that is high, and the chance of the deer, like the hoof coming through the windshield and impaling you, are very low. I mean, honestly, I don't even think this is going to be an issue in the future when we're driving well, first driverless of all, cars. The driverless cars will have the rate of accidents even happening will drop by like 99%. Because you have computers driving the car, so you're, right. that, that bus isn't going to be driven by a drunk bus driver. Take alcohol out of the equation for this in second, because I want to talk about that later. But have you ever met anybody who has a driver's license? Yeah. They're all fucking idiots. Just teenagers. Any, everybody. Driven for about a all year. All ages. All ages. People, just morons. Elderly Asian women. Uh, fat, angry, red-skinned, high blood pressure white men. Do you ever do this when you're driving? I guess you don't drive to work all that often, but I do. When you drive to work and you're behind someone who's just going like 32 miles an hour in a 45. Yeah. yeah. They're going maybe like 28 miles an hour. And you're driving behind them and you're just like, you better be an old person. If you're an old Asian woman, I'm not going to be mad because I expect that. But if it's a guy our age, don't you want to just like swerve and just swerve, make him stop, and then just beat his face into a bloody pulp? Yes. <laughs> it's exactly what I want to do. There won't be there won't be any more traffic jams. There'll be there'll be various speed 
uh, levels of traffic. Like sometimes you'll get on the highway and you'll be like, wow, traffic's moving slow. There must be a lot of cars on the road. But it will move slow in a uniform fashion. Because what fucking sucks in, you know, L.A. and the Bay Area, the worst traffic in the country as far as I'm concerned, uh, is you're in traffic and people are jamming on their brakes, then speeding up, then jamming on their brakes, which is making traffic worse, by the way, making everything go slower. And that, and also causing accidents, and which then, clearly makes it even slower. The, the accident is what causes the bottleneck. Right. And so you'll just have to be like, wow, there's a lot of uh, traffic today. All the cars will be driving about a foot and a half away from each other, but they'll be moving at a uniform pace. So there'll be less accidents. So even so, this this whole thought experiment will will probably never even occur. It'll occur, like you said. There'll be an ice, like the computer can't. Okay, there'll uh, be an unavoidable occurrence, a deer situation that you mentioned, Uh, a tire child running out, mechanical mechanical failure, a tire blows out, and the computer has to uh, recover and bring the car to a stop. That's when accidents will happen. But those accidents happen now. With human drivers who clearly don't know what the fuck to do when that well, shit happens. Well, they, they have instinct. I mean, they're, and then there's human And then there's humans who just drive like pricks or dumbasses or fuck faces. <laughs> there's all different kinds. And, the, I, and then they ca- cause as- accidents, too. Well, my point is, I just love how uh, when, uh, when, when thinking and theorizing about these driverless cars, these autonomous vehicles, people are, like, coming up with all these ethical issues, like... You know, could the car be programmed to kill you to minimize harm? Whereas the first thing I thought of when I read this article is like, if I had a driverless car, I could be getting wasted in the backseat just smoking a joint. Beating off? How awesome would that be? Just looking at Facebook and Twitter? But I mean, how great would that be? If you're like, okay, you know what? I'm going to call the driverless car and I'm going to go to the bar and I'm just going to get like four road beers. Do you think that's, – that's my question. Do you think – because right now, drinking in a vehicle is illegal. Do you think if everybody had driver driverless vehicles, we'd be allowed to drink in the back seat? Uh, I, I I'm clearly pro that, but I I guarantee you that there will be a lot of people who will try and put the kibosh on that. But, but why? You have a because car there's a lot that's of programmed pur- to drive safely. The United States have a lot of Puritan activists, Puritanical activists. I guess Puritan is the religion. Puritanical. Uh, they don't want people to have fun and they and they always want to like think about think about yeah they want to think they want to control people they don't want everybody to have fun and they always want to imagine sort of the worst case scenario like because i'm sure the driverless car will have some mode where you know if the computer dies then the person can take over and like drive it slowly somewhere or something you know like when you're in a boat a motorboat there's always a paddle somewhere like what if the engine dies we'll just paddle the speedboat back and so people say what if the car dies? Like, you know what? I'll call a real cab and I'll call another driverless cab to, or car to come get me. Or a driverless car to come over and give you a jump, you know? it's Yeah. Have, have a I'll just sleep away. It. Yeah, I guarantee you, though, people will. And, and we have to, we're going to have to fight for it. We're going to be like, no, I want to get wasted in my driverless car. Herbie the love bug. You know what's going to happen? You're going to have some self-righteous right-wing Christian senator that's going to pass some kind of net naming law because of his constituency of other self-righteous hypocritical Christians. And then you know what they're going to do? They're going to install a camera with a sensor in the car. So when you crack open that beer, the car will be like drinking in the vehicle and will just stop. Will not operate will any not longer. Will not operate. And then it will just die. Or it will pull over to the side of the road like and then the, you're stuck. The car sounds like Vicky. Yeah, small wonder. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's the robot voice. What about fucking in the car? 
Well, don't I mean, you... Roadhead will just be like regular head. You'll be like, let's get in the back seat and get this shit on. You could 69. Yeah. You could do Road 69. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I will no longer road have salad. My, I will no longer uh, uphold my complaint about tinted windows if they're driverless if, cars. If you have a driverless car. So, yeah, you yeah. can do whatever you want in the back seat. Well, I don't need to see shit. I don't have to see what's like in front of your car. My, my car fucking senses it like, like a robot. Think about like this. The lawnmower man. Driving up uh, to the Bay Area. It's like, you know, from LA. It's a six hour drive. Yeah. You program you could, your you car. You could fuck twice. Yeah. You could smoke weed. You could watch a movie in the back seat. You could take you could a nap. Beat, if you don't have a sex partner, you could beat off. Why do you like to, to ejaculate in cars? I never, I never have. You've never once beat off in a car or got roadhead in a car. A moving car? I got, I got head once in a car wash. Does that count? <laughs> Wait, were you moving. in a vehicle? Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, there's those car washes that you just, you know, you pay to wash your car yourself and you could walk <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, I wasn't and... just hanging out in the open air, fucking car, <laughs> manual car wash. With your dong out? <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think that is a bigger question. That's but the it's, dilemma. You know, like, like everything that's clearly good, like anybody with half a brain is like, this is a great idea. This is going to be amazing. It's going to open up so many opportunities. It's going to get attacked from the left and the right. So from the left are going to be these people who are like, you know, what's it going to do if it might kill a Mexican child? And it's going to be just the rich person's driverless car is going to murder some poor people, you know. But then there's also going to be the right wing people who are like, they're taking our freedom to drive. <laughs> You know that's going to be out there too. I never, I'm never going to drive a driverless car till I'm dead in the ground. Poor trucker Paul will be out of a job. That's true. You'll, you'll just have the car with the recording. No, but I mean, I think trucker Paul owns his own. <laughs> I think trucker Paul owns his own truck. You know, he's a private contractor, so he'll just buy a driverless truck, and the truck can fucking do the work, and he doesn't have to be away from his family all the time. You know, if it was up to me, I wouldn't even worry about programming it not to hit a child. I would program it not to ever spill my beer. Like drive, right. <laughs> you drive uniformly and smoothly enough that you will not spill my beer while I'm drinking in the backseat getting wasted. Well, then what if it does, though? Do you just beat its ass? No, I'd take it back to the dealership and be like, this car sucks. Get me another. Another Prius. <laughs> well, sir, you did buy the... <laughs> Full service refund insurance. Okay. Uh, people, this is episode 432 here, Sick and Wrong. You know the way the show works. Send in your stories. Sick and Wrong Podcast on Hotmail.com. Submit them via Facebook or Twitter. If we give you credit, if we read your name, we have to read your name, and we do your story, we'll send you a Sick and Wrong care package. And remember, you, you don't want to send a story that happened six years ago. The stories have to be current, or we're not going to do them on the show. We got some guys that sent me a story from 1998. It's a good story. Pre nine eleven. Yeah, uh, that's the cutoff. Anything that's after the twin towers. <laughs> so send them to sicker on podcast at hotmail dot com. Um, you know, my my uh, girlfriend the other day was making fun of me for having a hotmail address. Is there is there a stigma attached to that? Yeah, there is. That's why I got rid of mine. Why? What? Well, who cares? It's like having an AOL dot com address. Which which is worse, hotmail or AOL? AOL. But and then, so it goes. AOL is the worst. Then Hotmail second then worst. Hotmail. What about Yahoo? Then probably Yahoo. So what is? I think G a lot. A lot of people still have Hotmail or, or uh, Yahoo. I mean, sorry. What is Gmail the cool one? 
Is that socially acceptable? Gmail, I th- I've seen people moving to the me.com, which is – is that the Apple one? Yeah, .me. .me. I think that, Facebook I think tried to start having email, but Facebook's kind of like lame now, right? I can't keep up with these internet trends. <laughs> Fuck you. Send it to Hotmail. Stick around podcast at Hotmail.com. Before we get to our first submission here, here's a word from our sponsor. It's Butt Plug Month on AdamandEve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE. That's D-I-D-D-L-E. So the first story uh, we got came in from... uh... Dave in Austin, Texas. Dave writes, this is D in about 10 years. You know, that hurts. That really hurts. I'm sure you've seen this story. And if you look at the picture of this guy, this, this, this hurts. This hits close to home. Michigan man, 63 years old, who calls himself Techno Boy, is arrested on child porn charges. Not really a boy. <laughs> He's 63. <laughs> Bruce Fonda, a wiry hipster wannabe, was arrested in Richmond Hills, Michigan. After, Idaho, um, after an investigation in Idaho, tipped police off to his alleged distribution of child sexually abusive material. That's not just child CP. porn. Yeah, okay, it's CP, but it's not just you know a couple naked kids playing twister this is sexually abusive hardcore sadist sadistic cp this is like the dark net haven't you ever heard about that there's like the light <laughs> yeah. net then there's that subversive underground dark net the deep web the deep this guy techno boy he lives in the deep web of course he does he's like a hacker but if you look at a picture of this guy he is the most pedophilic appearing pedophile i've ever seen like if you look at that guy there's not a doubt in my mind. If someone's like, yeah, you know he's a pedophile. He fucks kids. I'd be like, you were totally right. He looks exactly like what I picture a pedo to look like. I wouldn't believe you if you told me he wasn't a pedophile. <laughs> if you said he was married and had three kids, I'd be like, he's fucking those kids. I'd be like, you you're a liar. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, in the one picture he's wearing, what, like orange pants? Like tight orange jeans. I would call those mustard. <laughs> Are they mustard yellow? They're mustard Are yellow. Are you looking at a picture right now? I'm looking at the art. It's the. Fu- I can't stop looking at this. It's not even. It's a, just a regular old <laughs> news article, but there's four pictures of him. They keep calling him a hipster wannabe, which is you know he must be offended by that. Hipster. I mean, wannabe. if he's not a hip, well, <laughs> the thing is, he lives. It looks like he lives in his. Obviously not his parents' house because they're clearly dead. He's 63 years old. He might have inherited it, though. But he probably, yeah, it is technically his parents' house because he inherited it. I can't imagine this guy's ever had a job. Yeah, I was about he to say. He just has that he, look about him. Well, he might work with computers. No. You don't think this so? This guy isn't a guy. I mean, he loves computers, but he's not a guy that knows anything about computers. But how how happy is he that... You know, he grew up in the time of computers. Because what would he have been doing if he didn't have YouTube and Well, what, I was about to internet. ask you that. What do you think he did? I mean, he's 63, so majority of his life <laughs> until was, he was spent like, pre-internet. Until he was like 40. 
I mean, the internet must have been the, the that must have been like the highlight of this man's life. Techno Boy's life is when the internet came along because it opened up his. And whole he was world. he was probably like forty four before it really blew up, right? Forty five. Yeah, it's like twenty years ago. What was he doing? I yeah, I don't know. What do you? He what probably do you think is he about was, to. He's probably about to kill himself. And somebody was like, you know, he doesn't have any friends, but he's got some like vague acquaintance. And the guy was like, oh, uh, have he's you seen probably well. He was probably a scoutmaster. <laughs> I don't think. Uh, yeah, yeah, you <laughs> can't. It's really tree. hard. It's really hard to be a scoutmaster and not have kids of your own. You can do it, but you know you've got to prove yourself. And no way would this guy make it through that level of scrutiny. <laughs> Just look at him. Yeah. What? What, okay, what outfit is he? You got to describe this out. I'm gonna post pictures of this guy. The, the, the mustard site. yellow pants is is legitimately a hipster look. And he's, saw, he's wearing a flannel, though, too, right? If you saw somebody run, like walking up and down Sunset Boulevard, you know, Sunset Junction, whatever they call that, like in this outfit, you'd be like, oh, yeah, there's another one of them. Probably but, is going to art school at UCLA. But do you think he's trying to dress like a hipster, a 20-something hipster? Or is he trying to dress like a little boy, like an 11-year-old? Who's to say? That, that's what I'm wondering. But I mean, isn't it the a, same thing? Well, there's a difference. I mean, is, is he trying to dress like a you know? Does he go to Target and, and try to purposely find boy, like boy clothing, or does I he try to find I trendy think you're hip clothing? I think you're onto something. Well, because I think uh, he's trying to look like a young child, but he's well, 63. Remember, so his face <laughs> looks like a 63 year man, and he doesn't have a comb over. He has like a comb forward, which gives him like little boy bangs. It, it, it's a really creepy picture. It's exceedingly creepy. I mean, it's almost a caricature of what a pedophile should be. Yeah, it is like a kids in the hall character. But he's so we, they, they say here, this is how they describe him in this article. The uh, report is very derisive. A 63-year-old man with a creepy penchant for dressing like a boy. So it makes me wonder. And, then, and this is what I'm going back here full circle to Dave's comment about this is D in 10 years. Mm. Um, maybe 20 years. Not that old. How? At what point is it unacceptable for a man, a growing man, to dress like that? At what point can I no longer wear skinny jeans? Where it's creepy. Like, I've crossed the line to being a creepy old man trying to look young. Well, what are you going to do? You're just going to switch to baggy ma- dad jeans? Or just button-down pants? Like, when, But how old can I be Button, and still... Button-down sh- pants. No, like the trousers. Trousers, yeah. that's what I meant. But, uh, but they're still going to be skinny. Here's what you can't do. Let me break it down for you. <laughs> you can keep on wearing skinny jeans because that's what was – and this is how things become what are called things like dad jeans because they weren't always dad jeans. Just when the dad was of the age where he was kind of fashionable, those were the fashionable jeans. And now everybody's like, look at that guy in dad jeans. He's like, what are you talking about? These are Because he perceives them as normal. So you – D can go on wearing skinny jeans. What you can't do is when the fashion changes to the next thing, but you're already 45, you can't be like, I'm going to hop on this new trend of wearing like pants made of feathers or whatever. That's what the kids do. (laughs) Everybody's just going to be like, no, just wear your dad jeans. Yep. Okay. But I still think that if, even if, you know, when I, you know, in, in 1998, when I was hip and young, and V-neck shirts and, and skinny jeans were the style. What happens if I just never grow out of that? And I'm like a you know, 65-year-old man, and yet here I am still in my V-neck shirt and my skinny white jeans. 
Don't you understand what I'm saying? I know. I see that. <laughs> Those but... will be dad jeans then, and you'll you'll be fine. You're not you're not expected to start dressing like the the people are over the hill when we were in our prime. Yeah, but do you think I will perceive it as being fine? And do you think kids will be like, and that was so like 2010, and this guy's yeah, trying exactly. to look hip. That's exactly what I'm. That's exactly what. So, I'm so that makes me envious of someone. And like, that's it's kind of acceptable. You'll just be like, "Yeah, well, I'm old." But what it makes you can't do is envious. keep jumping on the newest. Like if if people start wearing like full on 1960s real bell bottoms again, you can't be like, "I got a, I got a pair of those bell bottoms. I saw them in Vice magazine." But it makes me envious of someone like you who's full on normcore. Like normcore, like were you upset when they started throwing around this term normcore because you've been dressing like that? Since what? You're, since you've been buying your own clothing? <laughs> yeah, which is only recently, by the way. Just wait for Christmas. Mom, I need some And now all of a slacks. sudden, hipsters are saying they've appropriated this norm. It's, no, it's normcore. I try to look as normal as possible. Did, did that piss you off? Like, what was your reaction? It didn't piss me off because you know what it made me think? I was right all along. <laughs> that's what makes me wonder is maybe I should adopt more of a normcore look. Rather no, than because you can't look be cool. adopting looks. That's that's what you can't do. So I have to. I'm stuck like this. I, I can never like change that. my fashion. Only very slightly, so nobody notices. <laughs> that's the key. Can I be retroactive? Can I go back to no? You know, wearing you can't make something a that was change. cool. So I can't just you're, be like I'm, I'm just going to be a suit Then you're guy trying now. too hard. If you change, you're trying too hard. When you're young, you can be a tryhard, and you can be like you can go. You can be in eleventh grade. And be like, oh, I'm really into rap music and parachute pants and breakdancing. And I'm a white kid, and there's not even there's only one black kid in my whole school, but I carry this cardboard around like an idiot because I'm going to do a backspin <laughs> in the fucking playground. And then you go home for summer, and you come back, and it's 10th grade. I didn't even remember what grade it was I just said. And then you're, like, super into metal, and you have, like, a leather jacket and, like, shaved sides of your head. You can do that. People will laugh at you, but they'll forget about it after a week, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, he's into metal and stuff, I guess, now. And then the next year, you can be like a well, punker. You're, you're, you're youth. You're youthful, and so you still haven't actually well, found people yourself just, yet. People just you, – you are an idiot, and people will laugh at you. Well, you're, you're a zealot. You can go from, from uh, fashion to fashion. and You're just expected to be an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> you know? no, I mean, it, it works like that. But when you're a 40-year-old man, an though, but when you're a 40-year-old man – I shouldn't be trying to, to dress hip anymore. Or maybe I can. Maybe because look at me. Because I, 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 you know, it, it, am I too old to shop at Urban Outfitters? That's what I'm wondering. How many more years do I have for that? What is, I don't even know what they have at Urban Outfitters. So have you ever been into like, an Urban Outfitters? I've definitely been in there. They have all the like funny junk. And you know, when you have a girlfriend, she's like, I want to look at this yeah, but stuff. They have, like, like, cons all right, and I'm going to look jeans. at this book about farts while you look at clothes. They have like you know a striped shirt with a unicorn taking a rainbow shit or something. I, I've literally been in out, Urban Outfitters like at least four or five times, and I don't. I could not tell you what kind of clothes they have because I'm always looking at the book about farts or the mug that looks like a tit. Have you ever bought any clothing from Urban Outfitters? <laughs> Please. Wackerly's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so like my Urban Outfitters is J.C. Penney's. I don't. I did used to shop a lot at JCPenney, but I have. St- I actually have stopped that because it really is low quality shit. And now I just buy. Uh, I just go to like thegap.com and buy the equivalent shit that maybe is also made in a sweatshop, but like the slightly nicer sweatshop that's you know, next door. Your normcore look is hipper than my skinny jeans, by the way. Now, yeah, 
But I couldn't change. I couldn't change what you wear. I couldn't even – I mean it's not even about hipness. Like what if I just started showing up to the bar with like a full fucking suit and not even a hipster suit but just like a suit and everybody's like, what are you doing? I just uh, felt You're like I should be dre- dressing nicer. And I'd be like, well, did you get a job where you have to wear a suit every day and you just got home from, you just got home from work? Like, no, no, I just bought a bunch of suits and I'm going to wear suits everywhere. They'd be like, you're a fucking dickhead. Get the fuck out of here. I almost think it'd be easier, though. You just wear a black suit all the time and that's all you wear. And you're, it'd be like Homer Simpson. You just have one no, outfit. they'd be like, who, who the fuck are you? Reservoir dogs now? <laughs> Put your normal fucking clothes on. An undertaker? an asshole. <laughs> so, okay, so is it too late for Techno Boy 53 to change his style? Is that why he looks so weird? Techno Boy 53 is kind of cosplaying as a child, though. I, the, as the a article even The article's calling him a hipster, but it, it also is, uh, says that he's, he's like, dr- trying to dress up like a little boy. So that's enough. Like all these kids, all these men, grown people who are into cosplay. I mean, are they going to do that when they're sixty three? Dress like a little boy, or like whatever they cosplay like, like Superman. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wonder at that point. I mean, I, I think with cosplay though, I mean, my uh, my girlfriend's into the cosplay scene, right? And I was talking but to her. She's about young. That. Well, I said to her, I was like, so you know, you're in your twenties. At what age does it become very creepy for you to be a cosplayer? She said. Some old guys can cosplay if they, you know, if they look a lot like Patrick Stewart, they could do that. They could, because they, they could do that scene. She's like, but if they're an old guy trying to look like a young, virile superhero, she's like, it's really creepy. And most of them are very creepy. So there is an age limit to cosplay. What about women? I think, it, once again, I mean, if it's like, if they look just too old, like it's obvious that they're too old and they're trying to squeeze themselves into this like sexy outfit, it's just creepy. But I think yeah, women I think, you should, I think you should go back and ask her the question again, or maybe we can even have her on the show, because I, I think she's dodging it a little bit. She, like, she's pointing out, like, the clearly too old people. I'd be more interested, but, like, yeah, but have you ever seen – have you ever, like obs- – because she's been doing it for multiple years, right? Like, have you ever observed somebody make the transition? Because it has to, to happen, right? To where it's obvious that they're too old to be cosplaying anymore? Well, it wouldn't be obvious, though. It'd be gra- – if you, if, you, if you make the statement that there's an age where it's fun and cool – and there's an age where it's clearly creepy, then somebody's got to be in the middle. And at some point, they like one year they're fine, and the next year they're not. Or you know, maybe over the course of three years, they're like, eh, it's fine. Eh, I'm not I sure. Th- oh my god, you're clearly too old. To I do think that. it's a gradual shift. Like it's a gradual perceptual perception shift. I think what happens is like a couple of people will be like, he's creepy. Don't you think he's creepy? Oh. And then they're like, yeah, he's creepy. And then more Minds people think changed. he's creepy. And so, a whisper so they, campaign. Yeah, a whisper campaign is, I think, what signifies the uh, the uh, creepy transition. Hilarious. I think maybe that's what should have happened to Techno Life Boy. Is funny, because apparently Techno. I don't Boy, think Techno Boy see, sees many people. In yeah, but he had an online persona. He, he had a Twitter page. Persona. He uh, had these YouTube videos, one of which I'm going to post to the Sick and Wrong uh, Podcast dot com page as video of the week. And the incredible uh, things about those YouTube videos, if our listeners go and watch them, they, there still are like less than a thousand viewings of that. So you can yeah, be like only on the ground floor. Yeah, my favorite video is the one of him lip syncing uh, that Roy Orbison song, who uh, coincidentally also looks like a very creepy pedophile. Think about yeah. that. The rockers who look like pedos, Roy Orbison probably be towards the top. Maybe even the top. You think maybe the top? Tom Petty looks like a pedo also, but in a different way. Trying to think of who else looks like a real pedo. 
It's Tom a, Betty looks like the pedo that's out in public, you know, that you, you knew for a long time, like he was a teacher or something, and like, oh, did you hear he molested a kid? Like, Roy Arborson and this guy, Techno Boy, are the type of pedos who, who like, lie, they just stay in their cave and only come out at night to try and nab a but child. But, like, Gary Glitter, I think, would be the top. <laughs> well, he is a <laughs> <laughs> So... <laughs> Um, Fonda had a couple bizarre videos of himself badly lip syncing to music while wearing a baseball cap, dark shades, a pentagram, an upside down pentagram, and a black collared shirt with flames on the side. Is it upside down or is it right side up? Uh, I think it's uh was it an upside down pentagram? I don't remember. The point is is pointing up to, upwards. All right, so I guess it's not an upside down pentagram, but still, it's a pentagram. And he's wearing he's wearing that with a with a shirt with flames on it. And he's, he's wearing in a strange sunglasses. hat with some kind of a green dragon on it, also. But but list off his favorite videos. Though. That's my favorite part of his YouTube page. Oh fuck! I clicked away from it. He's got these. His, there's, there's some kittens, and then most of them are just small children dancing. <laughs> so think about that, parents, where you, you, you video oh, like, oh my kid's doing a little skit. He's dancing to a uh, blues traveler. I'm gonna post it to YouTube so all my friends can see, it, and then I can link my Facebook page. There's old dudes jacking off to your kid watching that. There's a man who dresses like a little boy that's masturbating to a picture of your child dancing to that Britney Spears song. I just want you to know that. And I don't think Techno Boy discriminates. I think he just jacks off to little girls and little boys. Yeah, I think he likes it all. Because he doesn't care. He's a vampire. I mean, he a, wants their youthful essence. You think that's what he does? He feeds off their youth? <laughs> He's not a very good one because clearly it's not working. So he's he's char- going to do great in jail. Yeah, I was wondering about that. He's charged with three charges of distributing and promoting child sexually abusive activity and three charges of using of a, of a use of a computer to commit a crime. How long do you think they're going to send this guy away for? He says he faces up to seven years, so he'll be 70. How do you think he'll fare in prison? Not well. He won't even get raped. He'll just be straight up fucking murdered. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be very popular in prison. You, you know they call child molesters chomos there? Yeah. And this dude, that. and that's the thing, some, some chomos, you know, someone who raped a 14-year-old or something, they can come in there, but they look tough. They look some tough gangbanger guy. People aren't going to immediately be like, that's a chomo. But this dude could walk into any, he could walk into Burger King, and everybody in there is going to be like, okay, that dude rapes kids. So he's <laughs> fucked fantas- in prison. At least fantasizes about it. <laughs> <laughs> he jacks off to YouTube videos of your children dancing. Just One problem you know with this that. guy is it looks like most children would be able to successfully fight him off. He looks like he weighs about 105 pounds. I don't think he's actually – that's the thing. That's why I'm wondering why he should get seven years if he hasn't actually physically raped a kid. <laughs> Consuming and distributing child porn means that somebody – you're in the chain of uh, using children for pornography. He's, part of, the, he's part of the dark net. I wish I could find out, you know, like like what his forum handle was, and go read his forum post. That must be amazing. But just being on one of those forums means you'll probably also go to jail. Yeah, I wouldn't even want to be a that's the the dark net. You know, I I don't want to go there. I don't want to be a part of the dark net. That shit. Well, you know, because what I would say is what everybody says. It's like I I was just researching. Yeah, for a show. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's what everyone says. That's what everybody says. Anyway, what do you got here for the second story? I also have a child molester story. 
two from pedophiles. Robert, Robert via Facebook. That's why I picked it. Uh, this is in Iowa. There's no funny picture. It's just a creepy black guy. Um, Does he dress like a little boy? Does he dress like no. Urkel? No. I think he just dresses normal and he's just like, fuck the white man law. You know, there's like different – I'm not going to fall into the trap of saying that some child molestation is better than other child molestation. It's a trap. There's, there's, de- <laughs> there's definitely different flavors. Like the dude – like this guy likes little boys like like – like five years old by you know looking at his youtube selections the guy that you talked about but uh this guy likes this guy that i'm talking about julian martell skipper he's a martell from the south (laughs) sorry he likes like 12 14 15 year old girls that's his thing so do you totally different yeah but do you think he's repulsed by a a guy like techno boy who fucks a four-year-old yeah and then there's even the ones like the guy that, that guy where they were going to execute in Texas, but they didn't because they fucked up the other guy's execution, which didn't really fuck it up because he did die. So it seems like they succeeded. Uh, but that guy like fucks like he fucked a four month old. So do you think Techno Boy who fucks five year olds or wants to he fuck looks, a five year old? It's a pecking order. Do you think he, is there a pecking order? Do you think he's yeah. disgusted by the guy that wants to fuck a five month old? Yes. <laughs> like let, let him mature a little bit, you creep. He's a pervert. And then this guy that likes to fuck uh, 15, 14, 12-year-old girls, like, he doesn't like Techno Boy. But does he not like Techno Boy because Techno Boy wants to fuck a 5-year-old boy? Because if he wanted to, if he was into an 8-year-old girl... Probably. He's... Julian Martell, though, he, he's clearly the guy in, in his head. He's like, shit, in Africa, you're married when you're 11. <laughs> you know, or like, you, you know... In fucking where's Borat from? Whatever. I don't know. Uh, somewhere in Russia. <laughs> Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan. Like in Kazakhstan, you could the marry age of a cow. Is nine. Yeah, that's the thing. And, and you're right. It is. If you go to those fucked up countries, yep, you can get married and impregnate a lady who's eleven years old. Move to Nigeria, join Boko <laughs> Haram, and go fuck nine year old girls all day long. But he yeah. doesn't want to. He wants to do it here. He's so, 31. He's younger than us. Um, still too old to be fucking a 12-year-old. The only – and I don't even condone it, but the only way you should be fucking 12-year-old girls is if you're a 12-year-old boy. Yeah, then but even then you, you probably shouldn't be fucking. No, no. But it's just irresponsible. It's not really no. creepy or illegal. I guess it's a little bit creepy, but <laughs> you know, I mean 15-year-olds are clearly fucking other 15-year-olds. Well, that's not as creepy because you're sexually mature by now. I just don't think you're sexually mature enough to have to have sex. What did I say? Eleven, twelve. <laughs> okay, fifteen. You know, right before we re- we started recording the show, Wackerly was like, "If there's grass in the ballpark, then forget the rest." <laughs> the ballpark. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, what- you'd be hard pressed to. F- I mean, you'd never get laid with adult women nowadays. Oh, yeah, fuck. most of them don't have There's grass no in the hair. ballpark. I guess we're not fucking. Yeah. No, I shaved it, silly. Oh, great. You look 11, by the way. <laughs> cool. Except for your big hoots. Maybe that's what uh, Julian Martel should have done. He was confused. Yeah, like, no, maybe you should have got, maybe she got like a 30-year-old girl to uh, shave her bush. To shave. Yeah, then he wouldn't be going to jail. He, he actually back in, he's been a, a, a chomo for a while. Back in, uh, Actually, and it's more than just Chomonis. Um, he's been on the registry 
although he's out of jail since uh, 2007. Hmm. He was found by police hiding under a child's bed in you know, Iowa. Uh, how does that even happen? How do you get a, a, a sex offender in your house hiding under your... That's like the worst kind of monster to be hiding under your kid's bed. Yeah, I was going to say, I think this is the plot of Monsters, Inc. Part 3. Just <laughs> <laughs> a the bunch of pedophiles that hide under your bed and then just jump out and rape you. He's got that, like, Pixar face. <laughs> I'm a chomo. (laughs) (laughs) Sully, your dick is so big, it just scares the shit out of those kids. Good job. Oh, I've got to tell you, I'm on this list. (laughs) Fucking John Goodman's voice. Just fucking banging a 14-year-old girl. I'm glad you you didn't write Monsters, Inc. 3. (laughs) Um... The reason he was in the under the child's bed, he didn't even have to break into the house. He had actually actually been living there right. as a boarder. That's even worse. Yeah. I don't even understand how that happens. Right? Who's the, you know like some lady? She's probably dating him, right? You know those ladies who are just just so desperate to get any man. She doesn't care. So she she convinces himself her, herself that you know he was railroaded. He's not really a child molester. He was framed. It was, or, it was his ex-girlfriend that set him up. Or if they lived in Nigeria, he could be having oh, sex with seven-year-olds. <laughs> he just used to live in Nigeria. <laughs> it's the law of the jungle. She has a five-year-old and a ten-year-old. doesn't say if they're boys or girls. I think this one goes for girls, so maybe if they're boys, it's not so bad. I don't know. It doesn't seem like a great role model for each other. I mean, I guess the, the five-year-old, I mean, the ten-year-old is pretty young, too. But if I was, like, 11 or 12... And my mother started dating somebody who was in prison for some kind of sex offense, sexual offense. I would, yep. I would have an issue with that. So what are you going to do? <laughs> I her, would complain about it all the time. Ass. He's going to beat your ass. Uh, well, I would. Uh, he's probably going to do something worse to my ass. But I think I would. I would definitely say something. But I'd be very vocal about it. <laughs> you'd, you'd be making snarky comments as he raped your butthole, your young butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, is that the plot? Is that a, is that one of the plot points of Monsters Inc? <laughs> I think it's one of the plot points of Oz. <laughs> they uh, they got the cops were there because they found out he was uh, he had moved to this house without uh, not- notifying them uh, because you know he's on the sex offender list. Where you got to tell them your whereabouts and where you moved to. He'd been living there for a month and he, you know hadn't told them yet. And. Uh, and so when they got him, they arrested him on drug charges because apparently, aside from being a child molester, he also brings drugs into the house with your five and ten year old child. This is a stand up boyfriend here. Probably just weed, though. Yeah. Who cares? Well, it might be weed. Who knows? You know, it could be coke. I'd want my ex con child molester rumor or boyfriend to be smoking weed rather than, like, you know, drinking, like, Jack Daniels all day long. As long as he's not snorting poppers and hiding under my bed. <laughs> If he's got poppers, nitrate. yeah, that, that's going to be an issue. I got to make a call an audible on this. Can we get Jeff around the phone? If he was doing the poppers, doesn't that mean he wants you to fuck him? Which would be really weird. I, you know, I don't know how that works. I don't you know, know if you're the fucky or the fucker. Yeah, I think it widens your, loosens your butthole up. Does it? Yes. Jeffrey? <laughs> Is there anybody out there? It's yeah, rare that I'd it. ever need to seek Jeffrey's counsel, but this is one of those this instances. This is one of those times. Yeah. And when you get a STD. Oh, yeah. Those are the two times. 
I got these poppers. Should my girlfriend take them or should I take them? <laughs> Your girlfriend. Oh, okay. He was, uh... So that's not really even the interesting part. The interesting part is why he's on the sex offender registry. In 2007, he allegedly harbored a pregnant 12-year-old girl. Harbored? <laughs> yeah. I guess she what got impregnated by somebody for? else. Yeah. Right? Uh, and he took her to the Cedar Rapids Hospital for a pregnancy test. That's how they found out she was uh, pregnant. And then the next week, he was arrested after uh, jumping on her stomach with both feet. <laughs> Before, wow. when you we were talking about this, I said, well, no, you got to do the jump on the stomach abortion because if you take her to the abortion clinic, they're going to ask questions about you know why you who, how she got pregnant if she's twelve, and then you're going to look suspicious. But he already took her to the hospital to get a pregnancy test, which is fucking insane. Like, just go to the CVS and buy the EPT. Exactly, I don't understand that. So he was too nervous to take her to a Planned Parenthood because he was worried about getting caught for impregnating this girl. But yet he took her to a hospital for a pregnancy test. I think he's just a cheapskate because I think he went to the emergency room and you know got the pregnancy test for free. EPTs are what like cost like twenty bucks or something. Yeah, and he probably got the pregnancy pregnancy test for free from the for hospital. free in the emergency room, Planned Parenthood or whatnot. And but then he was like, you know what, this is also free, and he just jumped on her stomach while she was like sleeping on the floor or something. Yeah, I wonder how doesn't he, say how she convinced. Yeah, I was he about to say, her how did he persuade her to stomach? do this? Do you think like he was like you know in Nigeria, this is the way this is a Nigerian abortion. And no, she, I think she was laying down, like laying on her back, reading Us Weekly, and he was like, "Surprise, bitch!" And <laughs> just baby. jumped on her back. Is that how you do a jump on the back abortion? No, I think he jumped on her front. Oh, so she was okay, laying on her back, reading Us Weekly, completely unaware. He runs in the room, jumps up in the air, and just lands both feet flat on her stomach. And then the little uh, blast. What's it called? A blastoid? <laughs> Blastoids? No, that's a turtle. Blastoma. <laughs> the fetus. There's something before it's a fetus, where it's literally just like a ball of undifferentiated cells. Maybe it's a blastoma. It just came like shooting out like a BB. How many months pregnant was she? Not Did very. Uh, I thought it did. She'd run away from home uh, f- five days before. So, not very. So what would happen... You know, theoretically, if he took her into a Planned Parenthood, do you think the first thing they'd be like, uh, who's that guy? Yeah, I'm sure they're trained. Yeah, they must. I mean, then he'd call the cop for sure. Yeah. I'm surprised. But he already took her into the hospital. Why didn't he just go get like the, the cow abortion pill? Just make her <laughs> Where do put you get in her this milkshake. cow abortion pill? He probably just, uh, I bet you can order it online. The farm supplies. Store. Probably order it online and then you, you put it in her milkshake. Hmm. I'm just surprised. I'm just surprised in his mind. Obviously, he's not a very rational individual. I don't think he listens to this show and has heard other abortion techniques that we've talked about in previous episodes. Clearly, instead not. he just rationally. But he doesn't comes even to, own an iPod player. Yeah, I think he rationally comes to the conclusion of like, oh, the only way I'm going to be able to abort this fetus legally is to do the jump on the stomach technique. That's how they do it in Kazakhstan. It's ill-advised. No one's baby. Yes. <laughs> Like trampoline. Yes. I think you're, you're picturing her having like a big pregnant stomach, aren't you? Yeah. No. You're picturing <laughs> this little like, baby bump? Not even. I think she was like like at most to like six weeks, like four to six weeks or maybe even three weeks pregnant. 
For the sake of hyperbole, I'm picturing six months. Definitely at least end of Eight second months. trimester. It's just like an actual babe, dead baby falls out of her vagina. It shoots out like grown. a cannon. Yeah. And just splat against the wall. Yeah, like a Guar video. Hmm. Yep. It's really something. Yep. He, uh, yeah, he's probably going to go away for a while. <laughs> so, so what did the baby or the, the child whose bed he was hiding under is the kid like, he's down there. Get him before he rapes me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, when I get out, feed you these poppers, boy. Yeah. I think he's going to be sent away for a while. How much time did he get for the, the, the jumping on the stomach abortion? Also does not say that. God, do you think he wouldn't be out in seven years? You know, I don't know how they do it in Iowa. Well, he must have got off on a technicality. Must Maybe have been he was a, set up. Must have been a British judge. That's what I think. Anyway. Hello, 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 mate. <laughs> I've been appointed to the bench in here in Iowa. People, send your stories to Sigurong Podcast at uh, hotmail.com. Got a few phone calls to get to. You can call the Sigurong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Before we get to our first call, here's a word from our sponsor. Spice to your sex life? Go to adamandeve.com. You'll get 50% off your purchase, free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual, we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no, Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. We got a few phone calls here. The Cigarong Hotline. Um, I want to ask the girl who called in. This girl called in. Talk about a disappointing call. She set it up so perfectly. It was going to be this amazing story about mobile homes, about trailer parks. She called in. She's like, I got the best trailer park story. It's awesome. Started telling it, and the call cut off, and she never called back. She got hit by a tornado. Well, it wasn't. That's in, what happens in, in trailer parks? But it's in Canada. They don't have tornadoes in Canada. Yeah, they do. Do they? Sure. Yeah, Not they, as many they, as, like, say, Oklahoma. The tornadoes the always parks hit the trailer them. parks, though. Yeah. Yeah, she must have got swept away into That's the ether. Happens. Well, if you didn't, I encourage you to call again. I implore you to call again. Did we get any good details at all or not? No, it was just, I got the, this is literally, it was like a 15-second call. It says, I have oh. the most awesome trailer park story. Then you just hear a bunch of wind. <laughs> Screams. Yeah. I wish I had the slide away. whistle on me. Yeah, what happened perfect opportunity. Let's just, it's still here. It's just way over there. All right. So our first call here uh, came in from uh, a celebrity instead, and he actually called in a, a full call. Okay. Hey, guys. What's going on? It's me, the real fucking walking. I'm real tired of hearing this little shit call in all the time going, oh, I'm Christopher Walken. Look at me. I can do my fucking voice. First off, 
can never be. You can do my voice. And if, and if he ever tries again, I'll tell you right now, not only will I, will I stab him in the face with a fucking soldering iron, but I swear to God, I'll rape him harder than Marcellus Wallace got raped at the end of Pulp Fiction. I was also in that one. I shoved the fucking watch up my ass for five years. I'm tired of saying this fucking I think Christopher Walken talks about his films that he's been in as, as that one. Yeah, that's, that's what he always says, that one. And that's all yeah, he that does. That one was fun. He, he references all the different scenes that he's been in in different films. I wish, uh, like, like you would call in. Who? Me? Yeah. Well, who, what, what am I going to call in? As Christopher Walken or just as me? No, no. Like, <laughs> you know, like somebody would call in and be like, this is D. Simon. Ah, I'm doing a podcast. I don't know how you're oh, so, Okay, so you want somebody to call in and do a, uh, a uh, inter- interpretation of my voice? Yeah, I mean, they could say that, like, they're you from the future or the past or something like so you from high school. You, you want them to ridicule me on, on the, uh, yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. Okay. Well, I want someone to call in as Wackerly. Right. And, uh, maybe, <laughs> yeah, uh, that's fair. okay. Maybe tell a steamy story of a uh, previous transgression with a parent, a tranny. Sure. Yeah. Doesn't hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, don't people already do, uh, my parents. Yeah. Be that hard for someone to call step. in. Yeah. Or somebody could call in and be Jeffrey, because obviously Jeffrey's not going to call in. Jeffrey should call in, actually. <laughs> Jeffrey could call in and do a funny impression of you. What if two D. Simons called in and they hated each other, they but yet I it. didn't like either one either, and there's just three D. Right. Simons that like all hate each other. Like future you and past you. It could be like a Christmas story. Hmm. Yeah. It'd be, it'd be like clones. Clones of different, different periods It would be like life. Orphan Black. Yeah, it would be. Um, but maybe maybe I would call in and then I would talk shit about the other clones, much like Christopher Walken. Who doesn't like the other Walken? Who, who do you think does a better Walken impression? Christopher Walken or Christopher Walken? No, I which, prefer the Christopher Walken one. Which Christopher Walken? This Christopher Walken or the other Christopher Walken? This one seems a little more subdued, which is kind of the key of doing, doing the impression. Christopher Walken? Well, any impression. You can't overdo it. Hmm. Like, that's how I do things. And I wouldn't mind I'm hearing terrible. Christopher Walken pulling an Eiffel Tower with Wackerly. Oh. That would be a good, that would be a good call. I like thought you were going to say Christopher Walken and Christopher Walken pulling an Eiffel Tower on Wackerly. No, I don't want you to be getting raped by Christopher I just want, maybe two you two. Christopher Walken? No, maybe, maybe you one. and Christopher Walken are doing a threesome with, with uh, I don't know, it doesn't have to be a tranny, it could be anything. Could be uh, Tyrion from Game of Thrones. Okay. Maybe, maybe that will happen. Let, let's just hear, hear what, what Chris Walken uh, has to say. Oh, it goes on. And all the time about how he's fucking me. I'll tell you right now, you, you play him again. I sort of got D and Lance. I'll fucking find you. I know where you live, Lance. You live in fucking Alameda. And fucking, and D, I'm closer to you. I'll find you. I'll fucking kill you. Do you think Christopher Walken even knows where Alameda is? <laughs> Alameda. <laughs> How old is Christopher Walken? He's old. I could take his ass. Yeah, I don't think. I think you could dispatch him with ease. You wouldn't even have to break out the Wackerly Gat. Better than Putin. I think Putin would give you uh, more competition than Walken. Don't you think? No, we know your opinion. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, well, Christopher Walken, uh, I, you know, I can't honestly say if I'm not going to play Christopher Walken in the future because how do I tell the difference between the real Christopher Walken and the fake Christopher Walkens? I don't know, you know? And they both sound like Christopher Walken to me. So who knows? Maybe Christopher Walken will call again in the future. <laughs> the, evil, the evil one has a goatee, a black goatee. <laughs> the evil Walken. Uh, we got another call here that has to do about uh, it's a it's a story from a pizza delivery guy. Remember we were we were talking about pizza delivery sex. Is it the pizza, pizza delivery guy? Well, he's a pizza delivery guy. What was the old one uh, who would like drive like speed, drive at top speed down the road and would just drill like washing machines that people had left out by the garbage? I forgot <laughs> it was, about like, the that sex guy. Executioner or something. I forgot about that guy. Yeah, he used yeah. to call in. What did he deliver? Pizza. Pizza. He had a bunch of good stories about just being like a degenerate. Like n- not that all pizza delivery guys are degenerates, but just one with an extremely bad attitude. I, I think this is a different pizza delivery guy. Huh. Hey, Dean Lance, what's going on? I was I was listening to the uh, most recent episode where you were talking about the uh, the uh, pizza dick thing, and now I'm a, now I'm a delivery driver, and while and while that's never happened. Do you think a pizza guy would find that video more stimulating than like you and I would? Like he's yeah. a pizza delivery guy, so do you think I it's also, like, that's my I fantasy? also find it hard to believe that any pizza delivery or even pizza working guy doesn't know exactly about that uh, whole porn series. That whole genre of porn. He's seen every one, yeah. Guarantee he has. He probably has these downloaded on his hard drive. The closest I've ever had was... Uh, I was delivering to this fucking uh, motel, and I get there, and it's this fucking meth-looking piece of shit. Her fucking mouth is fucked up beyond belief. It looks like fucking Martin's teeth, by the way. I mean, her fucking Washington's were bad. And I handed her fucking pizza, I refined the goddamn thing, and um, she just, like, puts her fucking number on the fucking receipt. And she goes, next time you deliver, maybe we can have you stay longer. And I was like, what? No. I told her, I told her, no, no, and just walk the fuck off. Bitch didn't even tip. What a cunt. <laughs> when she said we, that implies that there was, you know, she wasn't the only person in that meth-ridden hotel room. Maybe she's a princess. <laughs> Royalty. I think she was there with her meth Would boyfriend. you fuck uh, Queen Elizabeth or whatever? Wait, the Queen of the Queen of England? Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, just for well, the story. I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna add some enticements, but apparently you just go for it. Right? Wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, but I was gonna say, you know, like if you, you know, you'd get like a payout from because they're they're like you know ridiculously wealthy. I would want it to be though like a big media extravaganza, like D. Simon actually fucks the Queen, and she, you know afterwards that- or during. No, like, <laughs> like she, it's a WWE event. <laughs> and no, in she, this corner. she puts out no, like she The Queen of England. Oh hello. No, Buckingham Palace put out like a we're trying to find like, you know, the guy who's got the golden ticket or we want the perfect guy to cuz the queen wants to have sex with a, a you know, a virile man before a she person. dies. <laughs> and that, you know, out of all the people that she had to choose from like John Hamm and Kurt Russell and D Simon, she chooses me and it's just like, "Really? Okay." Yeah. And uh, next thing you know, I'm just like just doing her just doggy style. Just doggy style, though. With the corgis in the room? 
I'd kick him out of the way. Don't bother me while I'm fucking the queen. <laughs> Put the crown on, bitch. <laughs> okay. She had to wear the crown. She really has just ridiculous underwear, right? You know what I would insist on doing? Putting a pizza on my crotch and fucking her through the pizza. <laughs> uh, I just I just left thinking about her even eating a pizza. <laughs> With Let's my cock in the pizza. middle of it, no, or without without the just cock. Without the but you cock. you don't even have to be in the room. But just her, just the Queen <laughs> of England being like, "Well, we're going to get a pizza tonight. I prefer Domino's Hawaiian." My father's mother, my uh, paternal grandmother, was a very proper English woman from uh, London. And when she would say pizza, she'd go, "Pizza, I want some pizza." And for, for as a kid, I always thought that's how you said it. I thought you said pizza. And so I remember going out to, uh, I think it was Showbiz Pizza, and with my friends, and I was like, oh, we're going to get pizza? And then they all called me a faggot. <laughs> <laughs> Never forgot oh, that boy. black, dark day. <laughs> Enough about that. We have one more call to get to. Do you ever have a fantasy about that mouse lady? Why that, which one? <laughs> At Showbiz Pizza. <laughs> the mouse pizza. lady. <laughs> Mitzi, I think her name was. She was one of the uh, rock, rock and roll explosion or whatever the fuck it was. The animatronic mouse. You're thinking of Chuck E. Cheese. No, I think it was Showbiz Pizza. But I remember a big ape-like thing that would play drums. Yeah, no, that was there. It was a bear, by the way. Oh, it was a but bear. But then off to the side was this cheerleading mouse with uh, blonde pigtails. I do remember that. And she had a short skirt. And a super short skirt and like a tight sweater and big tits. Did you peek under the skirt? No, but I'm sure I went home and jacked my little dick off to it. <laughs> then how come it. you're not into furries? Because I was just nine or something. Yeah, but like, I mean, you, you started to... having this weird fetish at age no, nine. No, well, it didn't become a weird fetish. I didn't, I didn't like jack off to it all the time. <laughs> you didn't have a You didn't win like a little mirror with uh, Mitzi, the little no. pizza mouse? No. No, I'm talking about like maybe three times. I mean, I still remember her. That's something, right? Was uh, Mama Wackerly like upset that you were fantasizing about? Would she call me jacking off? Yeah, she didn't ask me what I was jacking off thinking about. (laughs) Think about a mouse in a cheerleader outfit. That's what I'm jacking off to. Now get the fuck out of here and let me finish. (laughs) Oh yeah, here's a picture of her. Go order some pizza. (laughs) Pizza? Where'd you pick that up? All right, here's, here's the last call. Hey, Dean Lance. I wanted to call and uh, address the outrage that people have about your song contest for the recent murder. I, oh, yeah, I think it's that. bullshit. How the fuck can these people be upset with that contest when you continuously use offensive content on the show all the time? That's the point of listening to the show. It is I mean, called Sick and Wrong. During this episode, this is, I don't know what episode, your most recent one where you're talking about people bitching. Lance's Japanese impression, hello, <laughs> pretty fucking offensive. What? <laughs> you know, I w- it was funny. When I was editing the show, I was like, Jesus, we're really coming across as being very racist here. Because not only did you do the Japanese businessman, you also did a Japanese girl, like a little Japanese girl that's getting into a car, like getting into the guy's cab. Oh, yeah. 
Good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't just do it once. It was like throughout oh. the show. <laughs> there you go again. Once again. I, like, why am I not? See, I think it, it's y'all who are racist. I'm just making fun of old drunk people, perverts. Yeah, but you're not making fun of an old drunk white guy. Well, because the story you were telling was in Japan. If it happened in in Tennessee, it would have been an old, drunken, perverted hillbilly. Well, my my contention is that's what they sound like. Like, Rackley wasn't making this up. They a drunk old older Japanese businessman who's you know it's very it was sounds accurate. like that. <laughs> that's your defense. It was very accurate. I mean, you're not. This isn't coming out of left field. You're not. You know, you're you're actually making you're making you're making a sound that they actually make you know <laughs> they i think once you start saying they okay that's on i'm just saying older japanese businessmen when they get drunk sound like that i think it was an accurate portrayal it was a character if it's you a character yeah. and then i thought maybe it's just because that is against a whole slew of people right and it's when it's an individual that becomes a problem you do individual stories all the time I, these people need to either not listen or get a fucking grip on their own uh, personal morality and take a good look at it. Quite frankly, for me, I've been pretty disappointed with your stories. Where the hell are the, where was the mom who had the seven babies in her garage that she had killed over a period of time? Where was that story? I submitted it. I put it in, I think, the right, I don't know, submission way. We didn't do that story? Anyway... I miss the old days. I miss the, the really, really sick and wrong. And while I think your song contest is on the edge, um, people need to get their shit together about what the hell is going on. Anyway, that's my thought. Talk to you guys. Well, what's sick and wrong to one guy might be soft and warm to another. <laughs> you know? Different strokes <laughs> move the world. Yes, I does. guess we didn't do that story. You know, I always find it funny when people complain we that we didn't do their story. We didn't do a story. There's a lot of sick and wrong news. You know, we we, we picked two stories. It's kind of, I, mean, I don't want to say it's completely based on caprice. You know, I don't think we're like, oh, this one's, I mean, I mean what we do is we'll get like, you know, maybe was a good six stories. And then, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it and we'll find one that's kind of funny. And then we'll do it on the show. You know, I mean, uh, that, that one well, was if the... it's, if a story's too big, then it's boring to do. If it's already been talked about everywhere else. Or if it's a story that we've done before, how many stories have we done where the mom buried Buried eight babies babies in her grave? I I remember, I remember quite a lot of them. Yeah. I remember you doing one in like France and she buried them in like her flower bed or some plants or something. Yeah. On the balcony. So if it's too similar, I mean, I guess maybe we will do it. Every now and then we'll do a story that's very popular, sensational, and it's all over the news. But, you know, it's a – I think it's a spur-of-the-moment decision. We we pick something out that we like, and then we do it. (laughs) This guy's got sour grapes over here. Sour grapes. Anyway, people call Sigur Hotline, 206-666-3846. Got one email, and we got to get out of here. Spike, he wrote in. He goes, hey, guys. I was listening to you talk about ghoulish pet blood farms, and I couldn't help but remember that my mom is fucking crazy. When her (laughs) 18-year-old cat developed feline leukemia, she paid for blood transfusions to keep the old crotchety one-eyed flea bag alive at $100 a pop. And just so you know, 
Animal blood farms are very common. It's a bit like the Matrix, where they grow with the human power cells. But the difference is no one can fly like Superman in these ones. <laughs> They're common, but are they legal? Yeah. Because what this guy was doing seemed to be illegal. He sent he sent a link that? to one. Uh, it's uh, .cvm, or it's, it's, a EDU web, or it's an EDU website here. Uh, and it's just, yeah, it's like a, a university's website where they just have... Uh, Twenty different cats that you could you could get blood from. It's like in a laboratory. So I think <laughs> yeah, I think they it, have these right. animal blood farms. Involved. I don't think it's right, but uh, they do exist. So thank you, Spike, for pointing that out. Uh, people, as always, subscribe to the show on iTunes. Go to iTunes, do a search for Sick and Wrong. Subscribe, rate, comment. We got a a number of comments this past week. I appreciate that. Boost visibility for the show. I was looking the other day in our rankings. We were like number 136 or 138, something like that. In the U.S.? In the U.S., which is a big deal. We we rank higher in the the U.K. and Canada because people love us over there. But in the U.S., it's harder to compete. So uh, we appreciate that. Podcasting is just blown up in the U.S. There's so many of them. It's a big deal here. It's a really big deal. Very popular. So it's it's hard. Cultural touchstone. Exactly. It's, It's hard to keep our heads above water. In the U.S., but uh, by subscribing and rating the show, listening to us on iTunes, uh, you help us out. Also, uh, I have a I have a number of sick and wrong T-shirts I promise to send out this week. So uh, people that order these shirts, you'll be getting them by next week. Uh, but you can go to sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. You can support the show, buy a sick and wrong logo tee, and I'll also send you a uh, six pack of stickers as well. Uh, finally, here the sick and wrong song of the week. Came in from a new listener. He says, hey, guys, I got way too much time in my hands, so I'm always looking for funny shit. While searching the evil iTunes, I saw a tile for you guys, and I gave it a shot just because of the name of the show. You guys should be at the top of the list. Sick, funny, and intelligent. I like that. He thinks we're intelligent. I'm really enjoying it. Started listening to the oldest shows available, and I got a lot of catching up to do. Anyway, I got a great band for the song of the week, if you still do that. They're called Potty Mouth, and they're out of L.A. I was their, li- I was their live drummer for a few years. I didn't play on any of the recordings, um, but, I, but I did their live shows. A really sick, funny stuff. And he sent me actually he sent me a link to their MySpace page. And so I checked it. I didn't even know MySpace was still around. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah, somebody tried to make it. Didn't, like, Rupert Murdoch buy it? I thought Timberlake or he bought it, it or something. Huh? I thought Timberlake bought it. Justin Timberlake? Yeah, I, heard, I read that he bought MySpace. <laughs> that seems like a rumor. Maybe, I don't know. But I, I just didn't even know it was there. It's weird going back to MySpace. Sometimes I feel like in it's olden like... Olden times. Well, I kind of feel like it's like you find that hustler you used to beat off to in the top, you know, top shelf of your closet. And you're like, yeah, for old time's sake, I'll just have a wank. It's kind of like that. I bet you got techno boys on MySpace. I, I bet she is. Bet you saw a lot of videos, a lot of pictures of young young children dancing. Anyway, uh, Potty Mouth, pretty cool band. Never heard of them before. But if uh, they're still around, I would definitely check them out. So we're going to end the show with one of their songs. Um, he says, be sure to listen to at least a half dozen of their songs. They're mostly short. They cover everything from speed chord to slow grind. That's a, that's a tall order. <laughs> six dozen's only six. Yeah, I'm going to listen to six songs from some random band. I like them. They're kind of cool. Um, so he sent me a number of tracks. I'm going to pick one. I'm going to end the show here with Potty Mouth. Uh, the guy's name is Zappanod. Zappanod, thanks for uh, turning me on to a new band. 
Mendoam, Potty Mouth. It's a, they, they should write us a theme song. Is it potty like podcrafting or pe- like potty mouth like you'd think it would be? Like potty mouth like you'd think it would be, but that's interesting that you said potty like podcrafting. Yeah. It makes sense. Anyway, uh, thanks Zappanoff for sending that in. People will be back next week, episode 433. Till then, take it sleazy. Bye. <laughs>